Welcome. To Arcade Audio. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch, finally, is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. It's been a while since we've sat on the couch, literally, figuratively, and in every way possible. In the podcast, last time we recorded, we were at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't actually recorded sat- in a while. Right. We haven't sat in our own two goddamn seats. Well, you sat in yours. I haven't sat in mine. I've been exiled to the other couch. Got bumped. It's like you get relegated to like the D League of the other couch, which would normally where the laundry's on. You're on the laundry couch. I was on the laundry couch. You're the one that does the laundry, so you can just put the laundry somewhere else, but you're like sleeping, uh, sitting with the laundry. Yeah, I mean, wh- why not? It's a sequel to Sleeping with the Enemy, Sitting with the Laundry. That was so My bad. mother's been even, here for two weeks. Can't even laugh. Oh man, we have stuff to discuss. We sure if you're do. new to the podcast, welcome. we're married. We're married. We every week watch a random movie or a nominated movie from our massive movie collection. We talk about it and then we talk about our lives. We have Kinda. babies. We have a we have, baby. <laughs> we have a baby and we have mothers. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, it is July 31st. You almost said a different month. <laughs> almost said August, if anything, it's fine. July 31st when we're recording this, so, you know, it's been, uh, several weeks since, uh, we recorded last, but we've, uh, been watching movies. We actually, uh, have not discussed at all everything we've seen, so I was wondering, uh, we already have next week's episode, we, we've already watched the movie for next week's episode, we're not going to record it tonight, but do you want to split the movies up? I actually have two extra ones besides the four that we've... Oh, no, sure. we've seen three together, and I saw three on my own. So we'll discuss the three... Well, you were supposed to see a fourth one, but we fell asleep in like the first 20, 30 minutes of it one night. Um, do you want to discuss the movies that we watch together now? Those are like the main ones, and then I'll discuss kind of my own yeah, thing next yeah, week. Sure. Cool. Because um, what we do on the on the... the, the front end of the podcast is we discuss everything that we've seen or watched recently in theaters, which is normally not so um, jam packed. Jam packed, but you know we take His advantage. Here for two weeks. We take advantage of when my mom is here, or anybody is here to watch the baby. Also, I had a night where I was able to go out with a friend and see a movie. Also, I watched something off of YouTube. Also, we watched something off of Netflix. And also, um, also Jillian had a doctor's appointment. We've, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah, we've. We've yeah, been, we've been able to squeeze some stuff in here recently. Yes. Thank goodness. We've, do, we've done pretty well for ourselves. Um, so going all the way back to 
like three weeks ago at this point. I feel Bob's like birthday. July we 12th. saw Ant Man and the Wasp. We sure did. Ten o'clock uh, in the mo- nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock a.m. is a great time to actually go to the theater. No one else is there. I mean, there was a few people there. Actually, we have four. What? Yeah, we have four movies. Sorry, I forgot one. <laughs> I forgot one. See, so we have four movies to discuss that we saw together. Sure. What um, think? It was good. It was good. It's, it's Ant Man. It's good. It was good. You went ape shit for that post credit scene. Post credit scene though was. You went ape shit. I I heard a rumor of what it was, and then when it happened, I think there was like six other people in the theater with me. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, oh shit! It I, was I, so cool. I acted like every stereotypical like person in a horror movie. I, I act like, like all the people that I would judge when I would wait for the lights to go on, yep. so I could clean the goddamn theater when I had to work usher because I hated working usher. Yep. But it was good. It was very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the best Marvel movie. It's not the worst Marvel movie. Not the worst. Kind of right in the middle. Fun time. Harmless. Cool stuff. Keep getting them checks, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. You know Paul Rudd is 82 years old? I did know he that. He looks amazing. Actually. I did know that. Um, so after that, we had to pick up our daughter, take her to an eye doctor appointment, which uh, if you ever take a child to go to an eye doctor appointment, just so you know, it takes 17 days. <laughs> um, it's insane how long it is. And we dropped her ass back off at daycare <laughs> and then rushed over to Disney Springs and made it just in time to see our second movie of that day. That's right. We saw Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Um, we made an agreement. I don't know if we discussed the agreement on the podcast, but if you went with me to go see that movie, I went to go see a movie with you, which we'll discuss here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, we saw, uh, you know, the documentary that's been so critically acclaimed over the uh, the summer. It seems like every summer there's like that one documentary every year that gets like people's attention, and this was that one. And yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I'm a big documentary sucker. Um, just a wonderful. Even you really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I I really enjoyed Mr. Rogers. My mother hates Mr. Rogers. I never really grew up with him either, but yeah, I. Totally get it. Totally loved it. Um, so if you haven't, go check that out. So that was it for that day. Uh, the following day, I saw something. Well, again, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, and then the week after that, we had the opportunity to go out and have a, uh, a rip-roaring time on iDrive together. Um, got drunk Yard House. Got real drunk. And uh, we Ubered. It's okay. Don't drink and drive, folks. Um, had some good food. We Ubered and we... Rickshawed. Rickshawed. Yeah. Shout out to that guy in that rickshaw. Hell yeah. That guy saved us uh, what you wanted to do, which was walk a mile down the road. Look, man, I was drunk. Drunk, drinking an expensive-ass milkshake from Sugar Sugar Shack or Sugar <laughs> sugar, factory. sugar Factory, Sugar Tits. Sugar Shack is the place where you get the funnel cake Sunday in Chicago, um, I think. Sugar Shack, is that it? Yeah, it's Sugar Shack. Either that or it's some, like... <laughs> Really sketchy strip joint. That I don't remember. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, the menu for uh, food and wine came out. Afterwards. Afterwards. Focus. 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 Uh, we walked. We didn't walk. We rickshawed to the theater, and finally, 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 before we got out of theaters, saw Deadpool two. Finally. Um, which our guest Tatiana on the podcast said it was her favorite movie. I think she said of the summer. She I don't like, know, she's like, like, um, 
I liked it. I thought it was I was good. Um, a little bit of sequelitis to me. Um, it had a lot of good gags. I think it had more gags that didn't necessarily hit. I still really liked it. I think I, I liked. liked it. I think I liked. I like Ryan first... Reynolds. Yeah, and then Josh, it's the summer of Brolin. Josh Brolin is Josh Brolin. Killing it. Um, Josh Brolin has had an epic career. He has. Shout out to the Goonies. Sure. Okay, look, look. If it weren't for the Goonies, he wouldn't be where he is today. If it wasn't for the fact that Barbara Streisand is his like mother in law, you know. No, I don't think he didn't need any favors. He's very good at what he does. Okay. You don't think so? No, I think Josh Brolin's very good. So then, why are you discounting it? I don't know. This is it's not put all in his ability. Come on. You're rude. I hope Josh Brolin listens to this podcast and hears you and says, "I hope he does." I'm gonna fuck I that guy up. Think if I remember correctly, he once had like a domestic violence claim on his record. So, so then you better not talk badly about Josh Brolin. Yeah. Well, I'm not Diane Lane, so it's fine. Uh, look, I'm just saying, hey, everyone in Hollywood's a piece of shit. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but it was it was good. It was good. Um, I get like the first one more, but it was good. Um, and then uh, this past weekend, we went to Universal City Walk for the first time in a while. Oh my gosh, Again, it was so great! Had some good food. I had some sushi. Had, I was so excited. Like, the cowfish. Got a, and I had legit expensive sushi. milkshake. <laughs> All you fucking people who think sushi is just, oh, California rolls because I don't like raw fish. What the fuck do you think sushi is? If you don't eat raw fish with your sushi, you can go fuck yourself. Noted. Looking at you, Chris Mullet. Well, I, I don't like fish normally in general, so I'm good. I had a burger. It was, it was good. Um, then we went and got another expensive ass milkshake. I know why every time we go out, man, we go get. We are obsessed with milkshakes and with donuts. Those are like the two. We Foods. couldn't get into Voodoo Donuts, we so could we had not to go get to into... some Chocolate Emporium. But that but a $13 place. milkshake in a mason jar. Oh my God, but it was you incredible. Know, you know, uh, in Pulp Fiction, of course, we've <laughs> talked about uh, uh, the, the $5 milkshake. That's milk and ice cream. Imagine John Travolta's surprise when you get a $13 milkshake when it's milk and ice cream with like some brownies into it, and the brownies just like literally sitting like ass to mouth <laughs> on the top of the mason jar's hole. And it was so hard to, to eat the milkshake because it kept getting clogged with brownie chunks. All right, so <laughs> they give you paper can I, can I go I on a rant here sums. for a second? Two we're going to give you some advice. Can I, can, I, well, no, can I go on a rant for a second? Go hey, on. Hey, hey, I know the environment's important. Fuck paper straws, okay? I get it. I get it. It's fine. I'm sure it's going to do a whole fucking bunch of difference. Paper straws suck. There's nothing worse than like the feeling of like the like paper on your tongue and your mouth. Like the McDonald's straw should be in the goddamn Hall of Fame. What Hall of Fame? I don't know. Just in general, the Hall of Fame. The Straw Hall of Fame. So like if if McDonald's gives those straws, game over, man. It's all over. This fucking paper straw at this uh, this uh, twosomes was so hard because like one itty bitty little bit of brownie got stuck in the bottom. You couldn't like blow it and suck it through. I had to bite the straw through. Then it's clamped shut because it's a paper straw. Paper straws can fucking eat my butt. They suck. You done? So, yes, I'm done. But for real though, twosomes was incredible. I want to buy everything there and eat everything Very there. Very cool experience. Yeah. I I want to spend all my money. Much there. more of a better experience than the movie we saw at the end of the night. Uh, the second half of our agreement for "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Whoa, 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 whoa! We saw "Mamma Mia." Here we go again. There's never any doubt in my mind. Ever any doubt that I love you? Uh, I want to give a shout out to the guy working the box office. Oh my god, that was the best part of the night. 
I walked up. I was literally standing. I of, made you order the tickets. I was going to do it anyway. Date. It's part of the deal. It's part this of the is deal. The date you. I walked order. up. I was doing like a uh, doing like a James Dean impression. I was like making a face and like scratching my chin and like, and I was like, "Can we get two for Mama Mia?" And the guy just bust out laughing. Bust out laughing at us and, and like, said, "I feel your pain, bro." Like that excited and like yeah. So I got another alcoholic beverage. Sat through it. Uh, was, I danced because there was only six people in the theater. There was not that many people. Yeah, there was these two uh, older gay dudes behind us, and then you don't every know other... that they were gay. You don't judge people. Who the fuck are you to judge anyone? Love is love is love is love. Oh, no, no. God bless them. I'm just pointing out that that's what they were. Um, they could have just been friends. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Eat each other out. <laughs> that's who they were. Uh, and every other woman who hated the movie, apparently, as we were walking out, everyone's talking about how they didn't like it. Uh, I liked it more than the first one. Go back to episode, like, one of the first ten episodes we ever did was Mamma Mia. Um, was not as bad as that. It still was painful at times. At times, a.k.a. Pierce Brosnan singing. Which was limited, limited. But they made up for it with Andy Garcia and Cher on her tree trunk of legs <laughs> and her mouth. You go watch Mamma Mia, watch Cher's mouth. Cher's mouth is robotic, is uh, remote controlled. It's <laughs> it's very weird. Also, uh, this is, no one else is going to notice this, but the hardest I've laughed in a movie this year is just my dumbass, half drunk, watching <laughs> Dominic Cooper uh, sing, and he's holding a phone up, but the way the phone <laughs> shot, I thought it was an ice cream sandwich. And I was like, why does he have an ice cream sandwich? He's going to bite this ice cream sandwich. It was his phone. You almost peed your pants. I, I honestly don't remember that song or the, the following scene because my head was still laughing about me being so dumb that he would have an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, it was, um, you were pretty dumb. But shout out to Lily James. She did a really good job. I really like her. She's very good. Um, she was very good. And that made the scene, her alone made the movie better than the first Mamma Mia. So, and I know you really liked it, so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Mamma Mia. I loved it. I loved everything. So that's everything we've seen together. And then uh, next week, on next week's episode, I'll give you guys some insight onto uh, some random stuff that I've seen uh, over the past few weeks. But we're all caught up. It's time to discuss today's movie. Uh, it's my nomination. Uh, Rough Night is the, is the movie. The Rougher Morning Edition, as it's known here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will read the box. The Best Girls' Night Never Goes As Planned. Laugh Out Loud Hilarious, says Anna Klassen from Bustle.com. Okay. Thank you. Five best friends from college, Scarlett Johansson, Kate McKinnon, Jillian Bell, Ilana Glazer, and Zoe Kravitz reunite ten years later for a wild weekend getaway in Miami. Their outrageous antics and hard partying result in hilarious, unexpected consequences, which land them in a seemingly impossible situation to escape. It's wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? How how did you pronounce this? What? Pronounce what? Kate McKinnon. No, no, no. I almost actually said me on me. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, no, I don't want to be, you fucking, you know, whatever. So cool. I needed that. I needed that. Good job. Good job. Okay. Good job. Let me wait. Let me quit. For those of you who um, are new here, we have a bet going from episodes 200 to episode 250. Whoever fucks up the more. That should count. (laughs) Whoever fucks up more on the back of the box. Reading it. Reading it. um, Loses. And so far, it's two, three, four, five out of six boxes for mullet and. 
three out of 11 boxes for me. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm You're good. good? I'm good. So this came out last summer, of course. Uh, now that we have a baby, as you heard, we have to go to ridiculous means to catch everything. Movies like this we miss now, especially movies that we've talked about in the podcast a lot. Movies that normally kind of hit that 40 to 55, 60% range on Rotten Tomatoes do not great at the box office, but, you know, don't bomb either, especially comedies or, like, action movies. We kind of tend to, like, normally really, really like, so I was still interested in this, an interesting cast, um, uh, a heavy influence from Broad City, which we, neither one of us watched, but I know it was very popular, but I also know of people who have very mixed feelings and thoughts on that show specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so wanted to check it out. More so nominated because I want to watch Game Night, but you're always a box of surprises, so you picked this instead. I, I try to keep it interesting. Um, what did you think? I mean, it was fine. It was good. It was, it was fine. I mean, it was kind of weird watching it with your mom, and there's a bunch of dicks everywhere. We'll, we'll get there. That well, was cool. Let's be fair. There wasn't an actual human dick in the movie. No, no, no. There was just a lot of... There was like penis pasta, penis hats, penis... Well, I'm literally just reciting lines from the fucking thing. Yep. It's a bachelor party. I mean, yep. you didn't have any of that stuff at your bachelor party. That you know of. You didn't have fucking penis... I don't know. Fucking... Lauren was in charge of it. Penis shoes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, that's going to be my new, uh, like, insult name for someone. Hey, what are you looking at? Penis shoes? And they're going to be like, what? It's <laughs> <is> very confusing. <laughs> It's like, uh, I've already referenced it earlier, uh, sort of, but uh, uh, the podfather, Rich Camalucci, um, for Arcade Audio, his like new random threat to you was, hey, buddy, you want to take this outside? Because when we get out there, I'm going to eat your ass. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why? So I'm going to start, yeah, so start calling people penis shoes and see if it gets, gets over. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, there's a couple other moments where I want to talk about watching this movie with my mom that were very weird, but we'll get there later. Uh, wasn't a fan. It's fine. Wasn't a fan. Uh, uh, if you're gonna do a hit to miss ratio for jokes, you got one landing for every three, sometimes four jokes. There was like whole parts of it that I could have done without the whole Ty Burrell, Demi Moore. Oh yeah, yep. That was totally unnecessary side track. I, I mean, I think I like the main. Girls, like the chemistry between the five of them. Extremely cliche. I mean, the, their chemistry their, was good. I, the, right, that's what I said. Good. I like yeah. their chemistry Sorry, yeah, and, yeah. and and everything. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, you know, I, eh, meh. It's, I think this is a good nominee for Meh Movie of the Year for the 2018. It's very meh. Like, it just never kicks into another gear. To me, it tries, but I don't it think it doesn't. succeeds. Like so, this uh, when this came out, a lot of people had given attention, and I kind of had also like from a distance was worried about it because this is essentially the exact same premise to a movie that came out in nineteen ninety eight called Very Bad Things, um, which is on my top ten list of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Cool, which we sadly own. Because I, when I bought Serial Mom, it came in a four-pack. And what was in the fucking four-pack? But very bad things. And I almost didn't buy it just for that reason. And I don't mean, like, 
The Happening is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But I can watch The Happening and love it. Like Very Bad well, not Things. Not anymore. We all we destroyed it. But Very Bad Things is like with no redeeming qualities, actual garbage. Cool. Like I hate to watch. Okay. Um, in that it's you know a bachelor bachelorette party setting. Somebody dies and it's trying to figure out what happens. That movie is a very dark comedy and it, like it's just not entertaining. This of course has the spoiler alert. The reveal that it's actually, like, a criminal who they accidentally kill, and they get into this plot with, like, a, a burglary, and diamonds are being stolen, you know, yada, yada, you know, the whole nine yards. That's kind of what the reveal it's very is. very complex. It's also very hangover-esque in that you have, you know, these mix of personalities, and, like, what else can go wrong? It just seems like it was trying to be... Like, the female version of all those things, which happens a lot now, and, you know, I'm not negative towards whatsoever, if they have some fucking artistic value to them or merit in any imagination, which, more often than not, they do not. Um, yeah, just, it's a lot of it's not funny, and you got really talented, funny people yeah, that, that do... Yeah, that's a hard thing. That are, ...that are trying really, really hard, but... I don't think the material was good enough. Well, and also, like, they're trying also very hard, but, like, a lot of this, like, we watched, like, the deleted scene, not the deleted scenes, we watched the gag reel and the improv and even that stuff, like, it seemed like this, like, stuff wasn't clicking for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Like, this, everyone had, like, an off month. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few bits that are funny. I like every calamity that happens to Kate McKinnon's character. That's funny, but, um, like, the lesbian storyline, no, I'm good. The jealousy of the new friend storyline, like, all those things have been, like, also, like, played out and done before. Yeah. Um, especially the, well, not the cliche, but especially the swingers next door storyline was just incredibly unnecessary and stupid mm-hmm. and weird, um, it's sad that, like, my favorite bits of the movie was the stuff that involved the fucking guys. And I, and I hate that, that, like, how that sounds, but the stuff with, like, her uh, fiancé, like, those bits were, like, funny to me. There's nothing funny about a grown man wearing a diaper. Well, no, that, that wasn't funny. I mean, the, Just the, ex- ask the, explanation, <laughs> the explanation of it. Uh, you know, referencing that NASA scientist from whatever. Like, that was funny. She's an the astronaut. Fa- despite yes. the fact that Bo Burnham was explaining it. Um, who apparently is great now. But I refuse to believe it. Um, but, like, those bits, like, when they go to buy the diapers, and the lady's like... That was funny. Like, you need to get something. What was the song that was playing anyway? Fuck, was it, like, DMX or something? Sure. It was like some like montage, slow motion of yeah, these two guys. Yeah, but she said that brand leaks. Go get a different. And like they go back at more. Um, like when he gets pulled over and he's like doing. Uh, he'd already done. He like did crystal the meth. flips. Oh yeah, he was doing like backflips and stuff. And he goes to a truck stop. He keeps getting offered meth by Buzz from Home Alone. And then he wants to suck and, his uh, dick. And not TJ Jagodowski, but the other guy from the Sonic commercials. Um, that guy's life is just. Not revolving scary. around being in a car <laughs> in some form of a drive-in capacity. Yeah. Um, like, those bits, like, were funny. And I was like, and that guy, the fiancé, is the co-writer of the movie. I don't know, it just, 
like that stuff like worked for me, but it sh- like it was like another unnecessary subplot that wasn't. Uh, we gotta get rid of the body, okay, and everything's a mess, and we gotta find this, and then the we got rid of the body. Oh, the body's back. Oh, we gotta do this, and it's all very. Yeah, but I mean that's probably part of the problem that this is a female-driven movie, and half of it was written by a man. But the woman that directed this is one of the major she... influences in Broad City. She wrote it. She directed it. You know, like, and also like the women are given free reign to you know do whatever. It just. Like, we watched this on the 25th. We watched this six days ago, and I'm struggling to remember things about it. Not from, like, the distance, but just because it's it's ultimately very I, I think immediately it, forgettable. I think a lot of it, too, is, like, they did such extremes for the, for, like, especially the four girls from college, like, mm-hmm. who they are and, like... You know, this one's like an activist. Right. And this and this one, you know, like is a bitch and a real estate whatever. Like they did such generalizations, mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of hurt. There's no nuance. The characters, characters as well because they tried to play it to the that character like full tilt, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't enjoyable because it just took away like their freedom and like their creativity and what they could do. Because it's like, you know, to be honest, like. Scarlett Johansson's character was really boring. It was just boring. Yeah. Like, n- not necessarily Scarlett Johansson, but that character. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, that's, that, know, and like, it was also kind of the point of it, but then even, like, when... She was trying to not be boring and be fun and cool. It still it was wasn't... Still, it just wasn't... It, it was just, like yeah, that, it wasn't... Yeah, okay. Like, you're trying way too hard. Cool. But then, like, you know, like, when, like, uh, what's her name? The activist is, like, getting groped by, like, the stripper the real stripper the real stripper and like just her reactions it was just like okay but like why do you have to be so aggressive about it and I just feel like that like you know she was way too aggressive with everything the other girl was like way too laid back with everything you know like I don't know. I just didn't think that. And then there was some over the topness with the found jealousy. A good balance with the with the characters. No, yeah, nothing was balanced. Yeah, nothing was balanced. Um... Yeah, I mean, so let, let, let's talk about uh, my mother being here. <laughs> thought you were going to say something, like, serious for us to discuss, like, women in comedy. I was going to... Really no, they have attention. no place. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm you want to take that again? I'm kidding. No, I'm leaving that in. Uh, say again? Women, of course, have a place in comedy. I'm going to talk about my mother now. <laughs> Perfect segue. Um, it's really funny flipping pancakes for your children in the morning. So over my what? life, it's funny. Uh, it's doing domestic chores and still being a woman and being funny. It's been quite a life watching movies with my mother. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what point in my life she decided to uh, do her own mystery science theater <laughs> tracks of everything. Was it before or after you started sitting in between your parents when you went to the theater? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know why that's always... Why I keep bringing that back? And it's such a fucking funny visual every fucking time. I hate you so fucking much. It's so funny. Because it's so true. It. You do sit just, in between I, them. I'm like, I imagine like I have to hold the fucking popcorn bucket and like they just both hands keep reaching in. And it's so funny too because you're like six foot one and both your parents are like... 
Like five not foot what nothing. Happened. My mom would sit in the middle. It's not what happened. It's not. <laughs> you would totally sit in the it's middle. Not. It would When's the last time you went to the movie by yourself with your parents? Oh fuck! I honestly. For Christmases? Know. No, I don't. Uh, no, probably more recently than that. I don't remember. Um, I'm sorry to distract. Continue with your story. But like everything that we've watched over the past like two weeks has been filled with like tisking and good griefs and like. And her like, disappearing and then coming back and asking about important plot points. If you, if you want to watch, like, guess what? Everything can be paused now. Like, live television live. can be paused. This is a movie. You know. saw me put it in. <laughs> they don't know. She doesn't know. She either goes to wash her face, which she's only got one of, so I don't know why it takes 35 goddamn minutes. She goes to go to the bathroom, and apparently she's talking to my father on the toilet instead of, like, asking us to pause the movie and talk out here like a normal fucking person. Um... Or she just, like, in the middle of fucking, just, like, starts another conversation. It's like, hey, did you say this? No, uh, she was trying to tell you something. Wait. Oh, I know what it was. I'll like, talk about that yeah. after. And it's like, I'm sorry, let me pause what I'm trying to listen to and watch and hear you. Um, but on the same token, also, like, I don't know why, but it's like, my life has just been filled with, like, watching the worst things. My mother, this one I always remember, um, in 2000? Either 2000, 2001. Um, I really wanted to go see the movie Baby Boy, the John Singleton film. I think it was John Singleton's first movie after Boys in the Hood, which I saw on cable, like, in fucking middle school. And I really liked it. It's one of the fucking best movies of the 90s. And I wanted to see it. Also, because I was a kid who thought that I could be cool and go see, like, a Tyrese, Omar Gooding, Snoop Dogg movie with my parents. And man, is there one long-ass graphic sex scene in the middle of that movie. <laughs> and I had to get up and for fucking pretend like I was going to go buy some bunch of crunch. Because I cannot sit there in this movie where we were the only white people in the theater to begin with. <laughs> were, you still, were you still in Ohio or were you in uh, we were We were in Ohio for the summer. <laughs> we were in Ohio for the summer. So we saw this, like, the, the fucking Montrose Regal 8. Shout out to the Montrose Regal 8. Um, and yeah, there's just, like... And like, it's a theater of like 30 black people and me and my parents, my dad's laughing hysterically because that's what he does in those situations. And my mom's just like scoffing and tisking and can't believe we're sitting in this. And there's fucking 14 year old me watching Tyrese plow some woman. And I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I literally had to leave the theater because I couldn't sit there. So I go back in. Uh, and like, and you went and sat, sat back in between. No, I did not. So, um, so now like we're adults, like everyone's an adult. Like it doesn't matter now. Like we've all been like, we've obviously, we have a kid, you know, like we've, you know, we've had sex. Like it's fine. Uh, but it's an experience when you're watching a movie and you hear my neck, my back which I have been a fan of ever since it came out. Me and former what, guest what, of the show, Andrew Zangri. Uh, it's by uh, Kia. Uh, my it, neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Ah. Um, ah. And then repeat, repeat, repeat. There's actually a really funny car commercial parody of it, which I'll play for you later, that me, Rich, and Jeff Spaulding once heard at a miniature golf course. It's like my, it's like my rims, my brakes. It's so funny. <laughs> And we're sitting there, and Jeff goes, this is this a car parody of my neck, my back? And I'm like, yes, it is. Um, 
But then it, it gets vulgar. Oh, God. <laughs> it talks about uh, putting your tongue into it and uh, busting female nuts. And And how did you keep a straight face when your mom asked you to download that song for her? <laughs> that did not happen. So it could have happened. But then also, like, the five characters are, like, doing a choreographed dance to the song. And, like, it's pretty much, like, the whole fucking song. I'm just like, oh, just end. Just, I do not want to have to hear, like, they're any comment. They're in a strip yeah, they're at a... No, they're, they're just at a club. They're just at a club. I thought it was a strip club. No, no, no. This is like the first club they go to oh, and yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah, a dance. Right. And then like it's something they've done since uh, college when they were dressed up like fucking weirdos and, you know, doing whatever. But um, yeah, it was an experience. And like the whole time I'm like, fuck, I just don't want my mom to mention this song ever to me ever again. <laughs> Thankfully, she didn't say anything. And like I was worried about the rest of it. The only other moment was in like... Demi Moore went down on Zoe Kravitz. Um, while Ty Burrell was like, had her in like a full Nelson? Does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. But he was holding her at least. I don't know. It was just weird. Just weird shit, man. But nothing as weird as fucking my neck, my back, which I know every word to. Um, and you will have heard either at the beginning or the end of this podcast. Uh, was there anything like, so to get back, sorry, didn't mean to try to make you explode there. No, it's okay. Um, anything you really, really liked scene-wise or really, really I liked disliked? you explaining to your mom the difference between that first guy who was dead and then the second guy who was knocked out. She thought that, she thought, she's, she came in, isn't that guy dead? She thought it was the same guy. Anything else? Um... No. No. <laughs> what about you? No, I mean... I mean, I also can't remember. We watched no, like, this a week ago. No, but like, like I said, like there were some like character... Like I, I liked the Kiwi character um, for, you know, every movie needs to have... Like these type of movies always need to have like that character is like the oddball, straight comedy type yeah. of thing. Um this movie had two fucking post-credit scenes. Like, fuck off. You're not a Marvel movie. It had the bullshit song after Scarlett Johansson's character, who's like a, a politician, by the way. Flat out Hillary, dumbass parody. Yep. Um, totally unnecessary. Um, that that also, like, opens the movie up. It's like the, the, the beer pong scene, which was just ridiculous. Like, men could win. Men I'm could sorry? Win. Like, men could have lost that. Especially a guy dressed like Borat. Um, so they, make sure they, you know they, it's in 2006. They were not as good at, at beer pong. Yeah. Um. I mean, women could have won that. But like, they it was just right out of the gate, it just starts with like these unfunny fucking like political climate jokes. Um, where's I going with this? Where's I going with this? Oh, so anyway, so yeah, so the first post credit scene is like after she's like won the campaign it's like them celebrating and like Kate McKinnon's character like singing a song like recapping everything, and then there's another post credit that's like Jillian Bell getting dropped off at her house and making herself like penis pasta, and then th- then they find the diamonds, or she finds the diamonds there that like the MacGuffin of the movie. Um, the diamonds in the penis pasta. That should sum up how we feel about this movie right there. Is there were diamonds in the penis pasta? Yeah. Uh, weenie linguinis, which actually I'm uh, very clever and I like. Um, I would eat uh, weenie linguine if you buy some for me. But yeah, um, no, there's not really anything else. Let's um, there's a lot of people 
to get through here for MVP and LVP. Um, so let's start. Uh, what do you want to start See, with? See, I, I didn't really like uh, Paul W. Downs. I know you said you did. I liked him. He's not my MVP, but I, I liked him. I didn't like him very much. I thought he was just a whiny little bitch, but that could have just been how he wrote yeah. his character. I will say also, I like, like I said, like I like the men's scenes. I like Derek Andre. I liked, um, what's the guy's name? Uh... Hassan Minaj from uh, I'm probably butchering that name, but he's on um he's on Daily Show all the time. Um, Bo Burnham is not one, but uh, <laughs> but no, I I was fine with him. He had a very good like 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 you said like a little wussiness to him, but also like this I don't manic. Like, I don't like wussy men. Well, yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> That's me trying to. I also be. don't like boars. <laughs> That's more like a bull. Um, yeah, he's not my MV, he's not my LVP. Um, I have a couple nominees for LVP. Okay. I never like Dean Winters. Can I just say that? Uh, so he is Cassidy from Law and Order SVU. You really don't like He's, him. uh, Mayhem from whatever bullshit insurance commercials there are. He's always just so fucking forced. Like, he never sounds natural in Anything. That's just what. That's just how he talks. Yeah. Well, that's that doesn't make him a good actor. <laughs> He's just not. He getting them checks, Dean Winters. Yeah, he keeps getting roles. I'm like, how? This guy's horrible. This guy's so bad. Every time I see him as the Vulture on Brooklyn Nine, I'm just like, God, just stop, stop getting them checks, Dean Winters. New bit on the show. Stop getting them checks. Uh, but ultimately, my LVP of the movie is Demi Moore. <laughs> I thought she was very bad. I, it just felt so misplaced, her and Ty Burrell both. See, it just felt so misplaced to so me. So the characters definitely didn't help in that they were just like, oh, we need somebody funny to get, like, a couple other beats out of. Um, but, like, Ty Burrell at least had, like, like a charisma about him, and he kind of played the part. It's, they seriously felt like, oh, we have, like, this really funny all-girls movie. Let's get Demi Moore to say, like, some a funny few lines, and it'll be, like, a riot. And yeah. she just was awful. Yeah. Um... And she seemed very unnatural. She did a good job, though, with this uh, Bruce Willis roast. And she was fine. Um, they, we just watched before we uh, recorded. But the, she would be my main nominee. Ultimately, if you want to go Dean Winters, I'm not going to say no. I mean, whichever. Those, those whichever would be, one you want. I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm going Demi Moore. Demi Moore? Oh. Demi Moore. I think that that means she... No, she. I don't think I've, we've ever seen a Demi Moore movie before. She wasn't the LVP of choices. No, she wasn't the LVP, the LVP of, choices. of choices. Some other dipshit. <laughs> I'm positive. It was not the... Uh, I'm positive. Okay. I mean, granted, that was like four years ago, but I know it wasn't Demi Moore. She's the cover girl of the movie. It was like the grandfather or something. I'm sure it was not. Demi Moore. George Barrows. Exactly. Yeah, George it. Barrows. Duh. Um... MVP of the movie. We really haven't watched another Demi Moore movie? No, I don't think so. And also, secretly, it's like Demi Moore is not very good. Hey, you shut your goddamn mouth. Why are you a Demi Moore apologist? I like Demi Moore. I'm sure she's a nice person. Uh, that, that, uh, being a nice person doesn't mean that you're immediately good at something. That's why I've been a dick my entire life. Yeah, I know. When I'm good at something, at least it's like, well, at least he's good at that. Um, 
MVP. So I liked all five of the main girls. Do we want to kind of power rank them? Sure. Five to one? Because obviously it's not anybody else that's the MVP of the movie. Sure. I will say I liked the guy that played the real stripper. He was very good at being uh, terrified and confused. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then also wearing, like, whatever he was wearing. I don't know why I had to point that out. <laughs> I shouldn't have just cut my you're, mouth shut. You're very, uh... So, number five, I got on the main uh, girl mm-hmm. list. I got Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she was not my favorite. She she wasn't bad. Like, I don't think she was out of she her place fine. as a, in, in comedy. Mm-hmm. But... I've seen her do better. Yeah. Well, no, I really haven't, though. I don't know if she's on my list anymore. Really? You don't think she's I think... Will? I think... Not with that haircut, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the haircut. Um, she got too skinny. Not that, that like, not, just, I mean, for, like, you know, like, my taste. Um, wait, 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 wait. Now. Wait. What? Are, you're just, so, she's too skinny for your taste now. How, how much did I weigh when we met? Uh, three grams. 90 pounds, right? I was real skinny. Real, real skinny. Different. But she's too skinny for your taste now. So are you saying now I fit your taste of, of a non-skinny girl? So are you saying no. I've gained weight? No. What? Well, what? Explain What a this. fucking journey you just took to get there. Explain this. Just the way that Scarlett Johansson was before. Which was? Just a little bit, you know, like more voluptuous is the uh-huh. word I'm looking for. Is what I prefer her as. Her. Her. Women in general. Her. No, her. Her. Shut the fuck up. Number four on this list for me is uh, Alana Glazer. Uh Again, I haven't watched Broad City, but in Uh this, like you kind of touched on earlier, some of the character stuff for me didn't work. She didn't get a chance to really be too funny, um, abrasive, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, my number three was Zoe Kravitz, who mm-hmm. I actually really liked. I think she has a very good charisma and presence about herself. Like, like you pointed out, kind of play the real estate divorce bitch, you know what I mean? But had the one, you know, the threesome bit, which I think she was serviceable in, but, you know, ultimately whatever. Mm-hmm. So it gives us our top two, Jillian Bell and Kate McKinnon. Um, who were you leaning towards for your MVP? I think, um... I really want it to be Jillian Bell because her name's Jillian. Fair. And uh, but I think it's Kate McKinnon. I think she just does more. Um, although Jillian Bell does have more uh, a range in it, the comedy and the emotion. Range she's never had to actually do before, at least in stuff that I've seen. I was leaning actually toward Jillian Bell because Kate McKinnon, like I said, is the comedic, like. She she's that foil of the movie, yeah, um, and does a very good job. But she also does have some meandering parts. Whereas Jillian Bell, like you said, has a couple dramatic moments that I think she nails. On top of being, you know, very funny and getting a lot of reps in the movie, she has a lot of reps that don't hit though. Yeah, I feel I feel like more that don't hit compared to Kate McKinnon. So I am torn. I mean, I think it's Kate McKinnon. I'm going to let you get this one. We'll keep McKinnon. If anything, just her falling off of that oh jet God, ski, like landing, on her, landing neck. on her neck, and then explaining it afterwards that was hilarious. is very funny. That was great. Um, and also her uh, uh, 
the ta- the only bit the recurring bit I like was the tampon bit and her trying to do it like when they see tampon, the tampon tampon when they see the uh, the the news about the uh, the robbers I thought yeah, it was also good that was so. funny that's cool. what I was saying so Kate McKinnon's the MVP of the movie mm-hmm. Debbie Moore's the LVP um, first timers for each anything else on rough night I think we covered we covered it okay score time. Uh, I drew it, so you scored first. I mean, I think, like I said earlier, it's just a meh. It's like, all right, I could have done without seeing it. You know, they didn't j- change my life either yeah. way. I'll never watch this again. Yeah, it is, it is bleh, whatever. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Four? Yeah, I mean, I laughed at some parts of it. Some of it was... I was going to give it a four and a half for the four. same reason. Like, the thing is, like, I don't even remember, like, I laughed in the moment, but there weren't any, like, laugh out loud like bits and moments that are like oh I remember that like even like trailer moments you know what I mean like yeah. it just is there it's gone out of my head so a 4.25 for rough night have you ever killed someone no <laughs> no I feel like it's an appropriate question to ask with this movie no I've never killed by them. accident never no why would I have accidentally killed somebody they accidentally killed someone no Okay, I'm just asking. No. I've Topic saved... Topic of conversation. I've saved a life before. Who? I don't know. <laughs> You've had your life saved before. Shout out Adrian. Adrian Jimenez for watching me as I drink, baby. Um, that's out of context. So horrible. Weird. Leave that in. Um, I was going to ask something about Bachelor and Bachelorette parties, but we'll just... Well, I mean, I don't remember. It was, it was a long time ago. Yeah. That's the reason why. <laughs> Not because you were intoxicated. It was a long time ago. And I was actually... It was fine. I was actually really boring. You should have, you should have a... You should go have a, a second bachelorette party. Yeah, it's okay. I'll play in Carly's. It'll be really boring. I'm just going to watch Deep Blue Sea. Seven Two. times. <laughs> Seven times. It's nomination time. Uh-huh. So it's your turn nominate uh, the next movies that we are going to watch. Alright, so I really want to watch like something animated something that's going to make me laugh or cry or just you know, get out of this funk. What uh, funk? This funk I've been in for two weeks. Um, <laughs> Jesus. You know what's funny my mom, before she goes, she goes, you know I'm going to start listening every week. Bambi. <laughs> Where the mother gets killed. <laughs> and who framed Roger Rabbit? Where nobody has a mother. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> who framed Roger Rabbit? You okay there? Yeah, fine. I don't want to watch Bambi. <laughs> Shit's sad. Also, um, yes, we almost killed somebody. My mother, when she went to pick up our baby... Uh, <laughs> My mom fell down the stairs when she fault. was we here. We didn't force her to. We got home at one o'clock in the morning. We were tired. We were sleeping. Let's be fair on the record that we both were awake in bed. We heard her get up, and we heard Jillian okay, cry, good. and we're like, "Oh, which one of us is getting her?" And then we hear my mom get up, and we're like, "Okay, my mom's got her." Rad. And then we hear a piano fall down the stairs. <laughs> I've never moved. So and fast neither one of life. us have now gone from like asleep to fucking speed racer in our lives, yelling like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Mom's sitting like halfway down the stairs. Jillian's crying her eyes out in my mom's arms. My mom didn't let her go. My mom like 
fucking Laurel and Hardy fucking heel slipped on one of the stairs and went down like half of them. Her, her fucking hip and her butt probably looked like fucking Rocky Balboa. What's the first thing I do? I grab Jillian and I go in the other room. I mean, she was upset. I mean, she was upset. It's not funny. It's funny after the fact now because everybody was fine. Yeah. Well, but, her ego is bruised. Yes. Bit. And but Toto was like, hey, don't do that anymore. Come get us. It was an accident. accident. Shit happens. It happens. We happens. Get Jillian it. was totally fine. You know? Um, I eventually came back out and checked to see if my mother was okay after I realized. I have been checking on her. It was fine. So, yeah. So, yeah, so let's not watch a movie about a mother's demise. Let's watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. A landmark film in animation in Disney's history. It'd be a lot of fun. You know it's based on a book? Yeah. It's a I'd found that out like six months ago. And I was like, what book? I was like, what Disney book? I'm like, oh, it's just an actual, like, detective novel? Yeah. This is weird. You find out Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think it was called, like, Who Censored Roger Rabbit or something. Sure. Who did it? I think in the book, like, Roger Rabbit gets killed. Who Who done it? it? Who did it? Is that the hip-hop version of, like, a mystery? Who did it? Instead of a who done it? (laughs) This is a who did it. (laughs) I don't know. This has been Married with Movies. Oh, man. It's been a while. Thank you for listening. Check us out, arcadeaudio.net, for the podcast and the other ones on our network of shows. Support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. That's where you can find our bonus episodes, the 2015 Mullet Awards, are up for the next month. Make sure you get your votes in there. We'll be revealing the results on Patreon, $5 a month. Uh, you get bonus content and cool stuff. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com, and at MarriedWMovies on Twitter. Um, of course, also, if you're listening to the Arcade there. Also, if you're listening to the Arcade Audio Network of shows, you can um, continue the movie experience with our new podcast, Queer Movie Night. It's on the Arcade Audio family now. And I mentioned Patreon, uh, I think at least up through um, the hashtag Halloween Creep 2K18. Um, Riverside Falls has a Patreon-exclusive series called Welcome to Haddonfield where um, they go over the Halloween film franchise. Very so, nice. all kinds of cool movie stuff going on with Arcade Audio. Check all that out now. Um, we'll be back next week for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Anything else, Samantha? <sighs> no. You're exhausted. It's been a rough night. Hey! Oh, fuck. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up, we love puns and we love shitty ideas. So, oh, man. Uh, I was talking about this movie and the fact that we were recording this uh, with uh, a friend from work who will probably be on the show eventually. His name's Justin. And, Nothing good. I thought you were going to say something else. No, and we came up with this really bad, but I really want to do this idea of making an offshoot of Rough Night, and it's just about a dog in medieval times <laughs> called Rough Night. R-U-F-F. No, I got it. K-N-I-G-H-T. And if we can do it as close to the, the Martin Lawrence movie Black Knight, the better. That's the rough night that I really want to see. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time in our, in our couch. In our, we'll let me catch get, you next let me time on it. our couch. Uh, the tagline of the movie uh, came from Justin. Uh, Bitches be crazy. For rough night. Rough night. You get it. Sometimes. 
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.